We're not just a random collection of atoms, but we've been made. We've been made with love. We've been made with purpose. We've been designed. We were knit in our mother's womb. We are known. We are seen. These are all things that God wants us to know, and I want to be his mouthpiece. Welcome to the Jesus Storybook Bible Podcast, a place where we remind you that grace can rewrite any story, that hope shines a light through our darkest moments, and that God's love changes lives. Here's your host, New York Times bestselling author, Sally Lloyd-Jones. Hello, I'm Sally Lloyd-Jones, author of the Jesus Storybook Bible, which tells the story of God's never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking always and forever love. Welcome to the show. There's a Thomas Merton quote I love that has stayed with me. Merton says, by doing things badly, we make ourselves less real. And I have another favorite quote that somehow seems to go along with that. I heard it at a talk in New York City a few years ago. The talk was given by the late eminent English theoretical physicist, theologian and Anglican priest, Sir John Polkinghorne. It's something I've never forgotten. Well, when someone with such a name as Sir John Polkinghorne says something, you tend to pull up your socks, sit up straight and listen and never forget. Anyway, this is what Sir John Polkinghorne said. He said that if an equation is true, it's also beautiful. I love that. Truth and beauty. They go hand in hand. They are ultimate reality. So... Ugliness and lies must not be ultimate reality. They're shadowy, not real. So when we do something with excellence, we imitate our creator, the most beautiful one. We create after him. We step into the real, into truth, into beauty. If we imitate him, the less shadow-like we become, the more real we become, and in some mysterious way, the more ourselves, truly ourselves, we become. Today, we're talking with actor Julian Leon about beauty and truth and purpose. And also, apples. No, we are. It'll make sense later. Anyway, Julian found his way to TV via the theatre and is currently pursuing a master's degree in biblical studies in New York City. I love Julian's humility and passion and vision. How he sees his work not simply as self-expression, but serving a greater purpose. He talks about the power of art to open our eyes to ultimate reality, how art and beauty can lead us towards wonder, and the role of an actor to be a bridge, taking the invisible and making it visible, embodying it. So to act is in some senses to incarnate the invisible, which reminds me of that verse in the Bible from John's Gospel. John 1 verse 14, the word became flesh. Julian's perspective about his calling and purpose is so inspiring and beautiful. It was a tremendous blessing to hear from him. I know you'll be blessed too. So without further ado, please welcome my friend and yours, Julian Leong. Hi, my name is Julian Leong. I'm an actor. I was trained in theater, uh, but today I do mostly television comedy. I'm also currently getting a master's degree in biblical studies from Reformed Theological Seminary here in New York City. 
I knew I wanted to pursue my master's degree uh, after I read an interview, actually, with a playwright named Lucas Hanaf. So, he had written this play called The Christians. It was over at Playwrights Horizons, and uh, it drew upon his time in the church. He's not a Christian now, but he grew up in the church. And something he said really struck me when when, uh, the interview asked him about why he wrote this play. And he said, the church is where the invisible becomes visible, if even for just a moment. And I think the theater can be that too. I kind of balked at it at first because I don't think the two are the same. But I do think that both to different degrees seek to do what exactly what Hanath is talking about, which is to make seen the unseen or to make visible the invisible. So what I do as an actor and a theologian is essentially to answer the question, do we need beauty in our lives and why? Why do we seek to make seen the unseen? And I think it has a little bit to do with the fact that we are As Christians, we understand we are both physical and spiritual, so that there is a part of our experience that is seen, the physical, and there's a part of our experience that is unseen, the spiritual. I think the conversation about mental health can fall into this category too, in that there is sort of this reality inwardly that we can't see, but we feel is very, very real. And I do believe that art has an important role in bridging that gap between the seen and the unseen. I think the way that I got into this business was I wanted people to notice me, which is probably selfish ambition, but you know, what man meant for evil, God meant for good. And I think that my desire to be here and and my purpose in in acting has shifted uh, since then. These days, I don't think I really act because I want people to believe in me so much as I act, because this is something that I really believe in. I think there's a big misconception with actors, maybe among actors too, and maybe it's not a huge misconception, maybe I just disagree with it. But the idea that many have is that actors uh, act because it's their passion. And listen, undoubtedly, passion is a huge part of it, and it's what you need to be in this business, certainly. But the fact of the matter is that actors spend... 75% of their time auditioning. In other words, they spend most of their career not performing, Uh, at least not not performing in the way that we want. We want to be in front of an audience. We want a, a lot of people to see our work. And most of the time in our careers, we don't really get to do that. I think all the experts will tell you that there's anything else you could do. If you could, if you could be washing windows, you know, do that instead. If you could be a teacher, just go be a teacher. If you could do anything but act, do that. But if there's nothing else that you can see yourself doing, then then do this. Passion is a big part of it, but I think it's bigger than that. I think it has to be a calling. And I think actors, both you know, religious or non-religious, uh, can attest to that, that this is not just something that they love to do. It's something that they feel that they're meant to do. And as soon as we talk about that, then it's no longer just a passion, but a purpose. I think a friend of mine told me once, uh, she's a Christian actor, she told me that, you know, a lot of people are under the illusion that work is guaranteed. They'll wake up tomorrow and they'll still have their job. And actors in that way are in a fortunate position because they're never really under that illusion. So much of this 
career is out of your hands. So much of it is waiting for the phone to ring. And so you come to grips with your powerlessness, with your helplessness daily. You know, I think actors struggle in particular with sharing our insecurities because most of the time our work comes from other people choosing us. You know, it's sort of like dating, I say. You, know, you don't want to broadcast to others just how unattractive you feel or how hard it is for you to get a date because more likely than not, it's going to make you appear even less attractive to others. So we, we fear that, and we actors, we fear that if we're open about exactly how many rejections we've gotten or how hard it's been to book a job, that others in the industry may write us off as a result or word might get around that, oh no, he's actually, he's not good enough. So that, I think that makes us kind of defensive a lot of times and, and wanting to sort of pump up our accomplishments and make them seem a little bit bigger than they are, you know, kind of dazzle them with how well we're doing when really we don't feel that way inside. So lately I've been trying to deepen my connections with other actors of faith specifically because of this problem. So I do want to connect with other people of faith in the entertainment industry because I think we have a real power to uh, minister to those in our industry who feel unwanted, uh, which are many, quite in fact, and a lot more than you would expect. Has my faith and working as an actor given me a bigger and better understanding of the work that I'm doing and why I'm doing it? Yeah, I think that my faith has given me a better understanding. In short, I would say that I don't think art is about self-expression. Just like with passion, I think self-expression is a huge part of it. And understanding your own experience is pretty essential, I think, in, in your art making. I think that is the means, but not the end. In the end, I think art is about making sense of that experience as finding purpose and meaning in that experience and, and being able to shape it and craft something, some piece of art, whether it be a play or whether it be a song or a sculpture that actually helps others make sense of their own experiences as well. In that way, self-expression, if that's the end, means that it's concerned mostly with the self. And if that's true, then, you know, art really is kind of more of a individual personal endeavor akin to a hobby. But if it's more than that, if it actually can bring good to society, if it actually helps others in society, then it's not just about one's own passion. It really does have a purpose and it really does have a, a role, an essential role in a flourishing society. And I, I think we have a lot of reason to believe that. Jesus knew that God would always love and watch over the world he had made. Everything in it. Birds, flowers, trees, animals, everything. And, most of all, his children. Even though people had forgotten, the birds and flowers hadn't forgotten. They still knew their song. It was the song all of God's creation had sung to him from the very beginning. It was the song people's hearts were made to sing. God made us. He loves us. He is very pleased with us. It was why Jesus had come into the world, to sing them 
that wonderful song, to sing it not only with his voice, but with his whole life, so that God's children could remember it and join in and sing it too. So this passage resonates with me for a lot of the reasons that I had mentioned throughout this interview in that a woman named Adrian Chaplin, I attended one of her talks and I remember her saying something so poignant, which is paintings of apples remind us that apples are beautiful. And so if we kind of adopt this idea that we're just sort of here by accident and, and there really isn't any kind of meaning to anything, things just sort of happen then we aren't really searching for meaning in things. However, when an artist paints something, you know that it's not an accident. You know that someone made this. And if they made this, maybe they had something to say to us. And so I think that's what she means. Like when we see a painting of an apple, why did someone take the time to paint an apple? And you start to look at the apple and you're like, oh, apples are beautiful. Why didn't I see this earlier? When an artist mimics God's creativity, it reminds us and awakens us to the idea that, you know, things are actually made. And so we start to look at apples again. We start to pay more attention to apples. And I think the more that we start to pay attention to creation, because of course, an artist never creates out of nothing. An artist always creates out of creation. And so if we can remind people that actually this creation was made by someone bigger than me was made by the creator, we start to pay more attention. And I think the more that we pay attention, we start to listen and hopefully hear that song that everything in all of creation sings and maybe join in it too. You can get the Jesus Storybook Bible wherever books are sold. To find out more about the book and all of Sally's other books, please visit Sally at sallylloyd-jones.com and follow her on Instagram at sallylloydjones and at jesus underscore storybook underscore bible. Before we go, don't forget, God loves you with a never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. <laughs>